everybody, and welcome to Over the Hump, the podcast that aims to provide you with a dose of midweek motivation to finish your week off strong. I'm your host, Christopher Morgan. Please feel free to call me Chris. And uh, this is episode number 18, Do You Have the Capacity? In this episode, I'd like to take the opportunity to dig a little bit deeper into something that was brought up in my conversation with Vanessa Henry. Now, for those of you that want to know more about this conversation, it is called Making a Difference, uh, and that was episode number 16, I believe. Um, But what we were talking about is capacity. Really, what she brought up was capacity. Knowing what you're capable of doing when setting a goal is actually like really paramount to your success as an individual or in business as well, too. And I think it's something that we don't look at enough, especially in our personal lives. Um, so we're going to take the opportunity to discuss that right now. So in this conversation, we're really going to break down capacity into three buckets, with the first bucket drastically impacting the second and the third. There truly is a trickle-down effect. And I think it's important that, you know, when we start talking about capacity and we're, we're really trying to look at those things, what it really comes down to is one thing, and honestly, that's cost. I'm sure we've all heard this expression. Nothing in life is free, ever. Ever. And that's no different um, for capacity. So those three buckets are time. Uh, I'd I'd say that there's a financial bucket, and then there's going to be a, a mental and emotional bucket, and we'll go into each one. So unlike your finances, or unlike money, Time is something that you actually just can't bank. We're forced to spend every second of every minute of every single day, which leaves you with such little control over time itself. But what it does leave you with is the choice of how you're going to spend it. Did you know that there are only 24 hours in a day? Now, obviously, I'm saying that or asking that question in jest, but um, it's funny because I feel like We know this, and even though knowing this and that's sitting in the back of our minds, we don't act like this information is very relevant to us. So what we're going to do is we're actually just going to kind of like walk through a day and some numbers that apply to, uh, you know, the general population in North America, and we're going to go backwards and then truly illustrate what I'm talking about. Let's start off with some basics that we need to be able to function as humans. Obviously, none of us are robots. So let's talk about sleep. Now, you know, studies have shown that for your basic adult, you typically need between seven and nine hours of sleep. On average, it's about eight. Now, this isn't a hard and fast rule for everyone, obviously. There are people out there that have mastered sleep itself and can get off on around six hours, but, you know, you'd be hard-pressed Uh, to convince me that anything less than that is truly beneficial for your average person. So let's just meet in the middle and say that, hey, look, on average, you need eight hours of sleep to function properly or to function at your best. Awesome. So out of 24, we're now down to 16 hours. Now, I'm hoping that everybody that's listening to this is taking the time to eat. You know, eating is one of those things that's essential just to, I don't know, living, right? So it's not just about keeping your physical body running. You know, how you nourish yourself also has a, a very big impact on on your state of mind as well, too. It's important to put time and thought not only into what you eat, but also how you eat. 
you know, I think number one, reserving some time to allow yourself uh, about 30 minutes to an hour with each meal uh, to not only eat, but also disconnect from your daily activities, whether that be work or study or whatever have you. Eating with your family members or with your friends over a video call of some sort is a great way to multitask in a way that helps you nourish not only your body, but also your spirit just by that connectivity by someone dear to you. So let's say on average, you're having about three meals a day. We're going to set that at around, let's say about two hours on average every day that you reserve just for eating. That now brings you down to 14 hours left. For those of you that are fortunate enough to still be employed during these very difficult and challenging times, the average work week in North America runs at about um, eight hours a day. So now we're going to subtract that from the 14 and that leaves you with six. Now within these leftover six hours, this is usually the the place where a lot of time gets wasted or you know this is the place where we don't actually put a lot of thought into how we're using this leftover six hours right some of this again may be essential but let's think about it one so we know that we have to work so if you have to travel to get to work in north america on average you're looking about one to two hours of just travel time to get you to and from work I guess the only benefit if you have the opportunity to actually work from home during uh, this environment is that you actually get to take some of that time back. Do you watch or are you engaged in any streaming services? If so, uh, there are studies out there that show that you're probably spending about at least an hour a day on the platform, and that's at a minimum, right? Um, and it's funny because 26 minutes of that hour is actually used just to figure out what you're going to watch next. And oh my goodness, let's like, God forbid it's something that you actually really want to see that just launched or everybody's talking about it and you feel that you have to catch up. Now there's binging involved and that's just, you know, then you're getting into it. It's, it's easy to waste a whole day doing that. Then there's social media, you know, social media for many, I believe, is a, is a necessary evil. Uh, one that I think needs a lot of discussion in terms of the part that it plays and how it eats up time, and also the part that it plays in terms of the impact that it has on our on our mental well-being. But on average, uh, in North America, the average person is spending about two hours on social media. Think about that. You know, I think even for myself, I've fallen into that trap of being on, you know, whether that be Instagram or Facebook or literally just falling into that 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 whirlpool of of scrolling and you can do that forever and not even realize the amount of time that it's taking now let's talk about if you're a parent you know do you have to walk your kids to and from school i mean the list goes on and on now if you're paying attention i'm sure you've come to realize one of the greatest humps to get over when we're trying to reach our whole our goals and that is truly a lack of time as a resource but we're going to come back to that because I do want to touch on one other point. Now, the second bucket is the financial bucket. Definitely a little bit easier to talk about uh, because uh, it's a little bit more cut and dry. Truly, this conversation is one of how much do you spend versus how much do you make? So you take your earnings and subtract the cost of things that you have to spend money on, like rent and food, etc., etc., and whatever's left over is what you have to play with. I think it's important during these times to put more thought into how are we kind of engaging our, our rainy day savings, just knowing that this climate is a little bit uncertain. 
Now let's start talking about that trickle-down effect that I kicked off this conversation with. So what is it that the average person does when they've spent their time in a way that doesn't actually lead to some kind of personal gratification? You know, you ever had that rough day or heard of having someone having a rough day and um, completely drained? So what is the first thing that you do or what is the, the first thing that people think of? You go out for some retail, retail therapy. Or I guess during these times, you know, people still kind of engage in that activity. They just do it from their seats or their desk um, and they do it online. And now from that point, you know, maybe you're going to opt out and, um, you know, get a beer or some kind of alcoholic beverage maybe delivered to you. Or if you're in an area where, you know, you're advanced enough in your stages and you can go out and hit up a patio just because you want to separate from the work that you've been doing in your home. Um, I know that's a common response. You know, the amount of times that I personally heard or said, <laughs> wow, what a day. Do I ever need a drink? Like stat, like stat, you know, and I don't want to lie about this. Like I've had those days. I think many of us have had those days. We all have our ways of coping. I think it's just, um, unfortunately, those ways of coping uh, come at a cost. And that's just not a time. That's our finances as well. So essentially what happens is we end up spending money to fill a gap because of the way that we've chosen to spend our time, if you're, if you're following me. Now, if you do that to any kind of extreme, eventually you look at your bank account despairingly asking yourself, what happened to all of my money? Like, I literally have zeros and it's not following anything like it's just zeros well it's very simple you spent that money to make yourself feel good because you've spent your time in a way that wasn't conducive to setting you up for success this happens all the time it happens to the best of us and then obviously in the end knowing that you're in the situation that isn't very ideal the byproduct of that is is stress and anxiety, and then it becomes a vicious circle. So then, you know, we sleep less, or we sleep for the same amount of time, but we're tossing and turning, so it's not necessarily time well spent, and then we constantly, you know, keep on digging ourselves in these little, in these little ditches um, that force us to spend more money and, and, and not use our time very wisely, and I think everybody knows where we're getting, and I think it's just important to... Uh, you know, step back and have a look at that because usually if you end up fixing the first bucket and you do a great job of fixing that first bucket, the other two buckets, for the most part, tend to fall in place. Now, obviously, you always want to look at your finances and plan those as well, too. But in terms of just how you feel mentally and emotionally, if you do a great job planning your time and a great job organizing your finances, you're going to feel really good about those things. And then you get that reverse trickle effect where that cycle becomes very positive. So now let's go back to the main objective of this conversation, which is, you know, capacity and achieving objectives, right? So I, I want to go back to my conversation with Vanessa, because in that conversation, again, which was great, episode number 16, she explained that when trying to scale one of her businesses, she just didn't have the resources. And honestly, in brackets, I would say, you know, mainly that resource was time because she was very engaged in some other projects. Um, and then she really couldn't get the work done to make things happen in a grand scale. 
So planning how you use your re- your resources of time um, honestly really makes the difference between success and failure when setting out to meet any objective. So now let's just say you're in a place where you truly want to embark on a journey of something new and you've just set a new objective. What you want to do is ask yourself these questions. Do I know enough about what I'm trying to achieve? And if not, how much time am I willing to devote to research to figure it out? And that could be anything. That can be anything from starting a new business or, you know, being better at school or losing weight or gaining muscle mass, whatever it is. Whatever it is you're trying to achieve, it helps when you have a foundation that's built in information or some kind of education before you seek out to go achieve that thing. How much time will it take me daily to dedicate to reaching my objective? This is super important and super crucial. Because at the end of the day, now that you know how much time it's going to take you and how much time you're willing to dedicate, it comes down to one thing if your day's already packed up. And the reality is you either have to modify some of the activities that you're already doing, or the reality is if some of the things that you're already doing aren't necessarily leading you down a path to feeling great or leading you down a path to reaching set objectives, maybe you should consider removing them right? Sometimes it's just a matter of sacrifice to be able to replace it with something that is positive, something that'll make you feel good. And you'd be surprised how that's automatically going to change your mental capacity and how you feel about everything. And I think there's one really huge point that I glazed over, but it it is everything. Really, truly the first question you should be asking yourself when you set out to achieve a new objective Honestly, ask yourself if it's worth it. Ask yourself how badly you want it. Your personal commitment to the goal or to your objective will drastically increase your likelihood of achieving it. And just of note on the subject of uh, talking about what actually to, to sacrifice, I highly recommend not attempting to cut back on how much time you need to sleep or how much time do you need to, to just get some you time when you're eating. Those things are essential to you just being successful and productive as a, as a person. You know, now we can talk about a couple things or best practices that may help you actually achieve your goal. Um, this one I'm a huge fan of and I've, I've spoken about it before and I'll keep on speaking about it because I think it's something that's underused. Uh, really look into the to the power of assigning an accountability partner. You know, this could be a friend or a family member. It, it can truly be anybody that you trust. And as long as it's someone that you know is going to follow up with you when you've kind of fallen back on your own commitments and will follow up to make sure that you're actually dedicating the time and energy and resources needed to be able to hit your objectives. This is also going to be to be the person when you get in that place, because, you know, we also talk about that quite a bit. You know, motivation is something that like it ebbs and flows. What you need is an accountability partner to, yes, hold you accountable to doing the work. But it's all the it's also the person where if you feel like you've gotten into a place where it's like, I'm really having a hard time to do this. I'm not sure if I'm in that headspace. This accountability partner can also provide you that little jolt of energy or encouragement you need to get you over the hump. Now, lastly, 
my last best practice is something that I also talk about a lot. And again, it's going to be one of those things and themes that you're going to hear me constantly reference because I think it's powerful. Okay. Give yourself you time. You need you time. You need the time to be able to reflect on your day and provide yourself with the encouragement you need to do it all again tomorrow. As I often say, I highly suggest journaling your thoughts, your day, uh, writing out all the reasons that you have to celebrate, all the things that you have to be uh, grateful for. And if something didn't go quite right, that's also your opportunity to reflect not so much on, on the whys that happened, because there can be a long list of reasons, but mostly what are you going to recommit to tomorrow to make sure that you actually hit it and that tomorrow is going to be a better version of what today was. So that pretty much sums up the talk for today. And, you know, I did talk about the three buckets, but the main one is time. I want everybody to really go back and focus on that. Think about how they're using their time. Think about the decisions or non-decisions that they've been making with their time. And now take the stance to step back and look and just reaffirm their relationship with how they use their time and, and make the decisions to use it better. It is going to change everything. Well, thanks again for tuning in. I'm really excited uh, just about some of the guests that we have lined up for you. I think, um, you know, one of the guests that I'm really excited about is that uh, very soon we'll be uh, introducing everybody to a new uh, co-host. Uh, but I will save that episode to allow him to introduce himself. Uh, great guy, great perspective. Also just a really great podcast voice. So I think everybody's going to be, um, you know, really excited about that. And he's going to be able to bring a different dynamic from the one that I bring. And, you know, I always operate from a place of the more the merrier community is everything. Also, I just want to talk about some things coming down the pipeline. So I know that, um, you know, the posting schedule has been a little bit funny and it's a been a little bit weird. And we just just launched our um, we just launched our Instagram and there's not really a lot out there just yet. Um, you know, we're figuring that out. We have a team that's great. And uh, soon we're really going to engage some of these social media platforms, you know, which is funny to hear me say that because usually when I'm talking or telling people to ax things, I'm like, ax your social media. We recognize that this is a place for us to engage with our community and really give you some additional content outside of the podcasts uh, that we have on a weekly basis for you. So keep an eye out for that. And the big, big announcement, I can't really remember if I spoke about this before, but in any case, the big announcement is in two weeks, we're going to be taking a break from posting podcasts uh, because what we're going to do is take the time to focus on creating uh, like a homepage, a landing page for Over the Hump to truly provide, you know, a great space for people to come together and share ideas and also for everybody to have access to the extended content. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but, you know, in general, if you enjoyed today's episode, and I, I truthfully hope that, you know, there are a couple people out there that, you know, took some things from this or at least, you know, made you stop and think, um, please head over to the Over the Hump um, Instagram page. You can find us at OTHCA. Again, not a lot of content there, but for whatever we do post, feel free to, you know, tell us what you think, you know, don't be afraid to DM us and let us know what you'd like us to cover in the future. Maybe some ideas in terms of types of guests that we'd like to have on uh, the podcast as well, too. Um, we're open to everything. So, I mean, go for it. You know, we'd be we'd love to hear you. We're happy to hear you. 
Now, for the time, if you want to access the podcast itself, uh, currently right now, it is still just linked to the um, to our Podbean account. Um, so that is overthehump.podbean.com. That's overthehump.podbean.com. That's where you can find this episode and all and the entire catalog of everything that we posted about uh, thus far. And lastly, I think the most important thing is, I hope everybody has a fantastic week. Use your time wisely. Go get it. You can do it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care.